0: As spiritual seekers, we often receive guidance on which path to follow. This might be necessary for some time, but as we move along, we need to trust our heart and become our own guide. Welcome to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in all of us, a place where we can listen to everyone's heart. Your companion on the journey is Gio Aselin. Come join us now on this path of inner exploration. Here is your host, Gilles Asselin. Good
1: afternoon and good evening, everyone. Uh, this is Gilles speaking, as usual, every Thursday afternoon in my time. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, thank you very much uh, for listening. I got sorry, I'm a bit distracted. There was some noise on the line a couple of seconds ago, and I was wondering what's going on. So. It's been a a very interesting uh, past uh, 18 hours, and um, I'm glad that I I chose this topic of resonance, you know, how to sharpen our resonance skills, which um, the first thing that comes to mind is I don't know. I don't know because I believe that I sharpened my resonance skills over the years, but did I do anything very specific to, you know, to sharpen those or to hone uh, my skills Uh, I don't know. I don't know. And I may reflect on that. But um, what is more interesting to me is that um, I could have done the show uh, pre-recorded this past Monday. And and for whatever reason, I didn't feel ready. Uh, I didn't feel that it was resonating with me. Uh, I think there's a, for each of my show, I think there's also a a process of gestation, you know, a process of birthing. And it births through, obviously, what happens to me during the week. And it looked like um, what had happened by Monday wasn't wasn't quite there. There wasn't enough or there wasn't the quality that I expected. And um, a few more things happened on Monday evening and Tuesday morning and I started taking a lot of notes um, Tuesday morning and I could have done a show with that but yet um, I would say the guest the guest of the show wasn't there. There was something missing. And this morning was a Totally different experience. Uh, totally different. And I, about thirty minutes ago, I wrote another page of insights and comments about about the show. So I'm glad that I listened to what wasn't coming on Monday, and I postponed until doing the show live today because it's um, it's a very different ball game in a sense. And and I, and I would say I was reflecting on that just now. It's it's a, it's um and. A bit of a new consciousness uh, an enhancement of my of my consciousness of my process and, and the reason the main reason for that in the first place is that a lot of things happened this week in terms of anger uh, I felt small things, I guess, but anger was in my in my week, uh, so to speak quite a bit I mean especially on Saturday, I will give you some details, even though they are not essential but um it was there. It was there a bit yesterday. And, and what happened last night, um, we went skiing yesterday for the first time in a long, long time. We came back home late. Uh, the body was very alert, so it took me a while to fall asleep and uh, get to bed first and then fall asleep. And then our son um, came to our bed this morning at 5.30. And and my first impression, I was in, a, I wouldn't say a comatose state, but I was in, in between consciousnesses when he came. I realized that he came, I think I wasn't very happy, but uh, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, It's very interesting. It's like the the memories is very fleeting. And um, after that, I think, um, after that, I I kind of um, questioned myself, you know. It's like, I questioned myself as to how and where the anger was coming from. And I think that to be that was the question in my consciousness that thanks to our son coming into our bed, you know, it has birthed something else. And uh, in this, again, in this state of of being half awake. And um, that was it. But what I realized then is that anger, anger obviously carries a message. Uh, It could be a very disturbing message. But also anger resonates with us. So... I'm going to be talking about anger, I mean, quite a bit today, but um, at the same time, I'm going to be talking about resonating with anger. Obviously, you know, what everyone would think is, what do we do with our anger, and how do we so-called manage it? I mean, you can, maybe only in the US, I don't know, but I've seen courses about managing our anger, which I think are very useful, I've never taken any, but it's... um, it's much more like what happened this morning, you know. I think, the and it's, it's all into the, this line of, of spelunking. One, once the anger comes, I think it's very important to question why is it that it comes and where does it come from. And these were the questions that were in my in my whatever consciousness or mind this morning when our son woke us up, woke me up especially, and um, and that's why I was, you know, like that happened about six hours ago. Uh, Five hours ago, and um and then I started, you know, reflecting on what had happened with a new perspective. And um this is part of what I wanted to share today. Um, again, very interesting. I'm still a bit um still a bit um flabbergasted or confused as to what had happened and, and so little time to do meditation this morning at the same time. It felt very very chaotic, uh, and, uh, uh, but a good sort of chaos, you know, uh, like in a sense, the reshuffle. It puts things back into place. And um, the messages I got, it's interesting because I wrote about that Tuesday morning, but Friday, Saturday, and Sunday were not good days at all. And Friday, I can't tell exactly what was bothering me, but I felt a bit down. It's like I wasn't quite there. There's an expression in French that it says... I wasn't really in my plate, in a sense, you know, I wasn't, I don't know, uh, maybe it was like a cloud over my, over my being. And it's nothing special, but it didn't feel well. And then Saturday, two small instances of, of happening in the morning. Uh, the first one is I was supposed to attend a conference call at 10 o'clock in the morning, and I had not received information um, during the week, and I was wondering uh, what had happened. And I sent a note to someone who was to be the, not the speaker, but uh, the tech person behind, uh, behind the, tele- the conference call. And then she emailed the speaker, and then eventually I got the information um, early Saturday morning, but it was a bit too late because I had to get organized in the house. And uh, anyway, I didn't check my email early enough. So I was... I wasn't happy. I have to be honest. I wasn't happy, and and um, and yet I was able to manage my unhappiness, and I responded, I think, very graciously to both people, um, the the speaker and the, the tech person, in a sense, and um, that was it. It lingered a little bit, but you know, in this case, um, there's not much you can do. You have to let it go, I guess. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. I guess. Uh, what I realize also is that there's a recording to the conference call that I could listen to and I'm planning to, but um, you know, perhaps this function of anger is to make me upset about the whole thing, and as a sort of a so-called punishment, I will, uh, I will not listen to the recording, but in the end, uh, I, and I realize uh, that the only person I would be punishing is myself, and that's pretty clear to me, and it's not my, it's not my intention. At the same time, you know, there's a. I can tell, this is part of what resonates with me. There's a spiritual meaning or message around this, why it happened uh, that day as I'm, uh, you know, birthing and gestating the show. And the second one happened maybe an hour or two later, still Saturday morning, um, I had posted a a, a very nice message coming from Kuan Yin. channeled by a person called Linda Lee. Um, something I would um, I would believe is a very good quality. I think it's important um talking about <laughs> excuse me talking about a resonance it's very important that we attune to what is being uh, conveyed in the message and in this case in many other instances with Linda Lee I was very you know um Not impressed, but I was feeling good about the message to the extent that I uh, forwarded to two different groups. And in one group, a friend of mine um, didn't like it for whatever reason. Uh, I'm not going to go into the details then. But she uh, deleted the post and then she sent me a message after the fact. And she said, you will have to forgive me. And yes, I have to. There's nothing else I can do. But at the same time, uh, the reason she gave me for deleting my post, my forward uh, didn't make a lot of sense to me. I think it felt pretty um i don't know if it felt self centered but there was also some issues and some uh, irritation around around the uh, around the message coming back from the past and uh, and again, I think it's something that we need to be very much aware of you know when it resonates like this when there's a a message that carries um that carries something for us. It may go back, way, way back to the past. It may go back to some of our previous lives, and we don't even realize it because we are not, most of the time, we are not aware. And um, again, two instances, um, the same morning, uh, it's not an accident. I can tell it's not an accident. And yet, you know, the day went by. I survived. Um and i in a sense i took in what i was supposed to take uh, i was able to let go and i'm not really upset at now about what had happened uh, back then and um i was able to let go and um and on sunday also was on the, it's a day when um, when my mind was very active i had learned something about a possible past life uh, some sort of a significant one And I was dealing with the information and my mind was racing all over the place, doing research and assuming things. And it's, again, it it didn't feel good. It felt, and yet, uh, it felt that I was trapped in a sense. I wasn't able to get out of this cycle of, uh, you know, when the mind is rushing, it feels like um, I am or we are spinning our wheels. And uh, it's very difficult. I was able to find some some peace and stillness, but not until um I would say tuesday morning and um that's the way it was and sometimes um again those um those messages are here for for a reason and um what had happened is like um I wanted to say a, a few things about that class also um the class that I'm currently taking, um, working uh, with the seven mighty Elohim, uh, and they talk about the seven steps to precipitation. And um, after the class on Monday, um, I felt good. It's like there was so much um, excitement in my mind, or so much disturbance, or so much um, chaos in one way, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And that, uh, like, there was so many humps, and I didn't get into a, a more peaceful state until until Tuesday, until after I listened to the class live on um, on Monday evening, and the class was about was about love, was about working with a third Elohim called Orion, and his uh, female counterpart called Angelica, and uh, quite a few nice things. Um, Came, came out uh, within, since, and I'm going to share those in a, in a few minutes. And this is about resonance as well. Um, what is being birthed? It's, uh, it's very interesting. At the same time, and I'm putting things together here, there was an article by um, a woman in Belgium called Melin Lafont. She also does very great posts a uh, spiritual name is Lady Portia, and um, that Lady Portia is the twin flame of Saint-Germain, uh, the Count of Saint-Germain, Saint-Germain. So, Melin channels uh, Saint-Germain on a regular basis, and um, in this case, um, the article was about manifesting, manifesting um, something which is already within us, and um You know, it made, just by seeing the excerpt that I'm going to read to you now, um, it made an impact on me because of what had happened the week before when I talked about the old man. And I will will clarify a bit of what had happened uh, the week prior. But in this case, it's like Saint-Germain is talking about manifestation and even Jesus, uh, Sananda. And we don't realize that this manifestation, we are looking into the future to manifest something. When this uh, manifestation is already present in us, as already a seed, a seed which is growing. But it's just that we can't see that seed growing because our eyes are set into the future. At you know some other time, and we have a timeline in mind, and it's a bit of what had happened to me since last week. I have some ideas about the future of the show, and my um, my eyes, in a sense, or my mind, again, going into a trap, uh, going into a, a spinning wheel exercise, is set on when the contract is about to expire, and I know that it's not um, what I'm supposed to do. But you know, on one hand, you have the mind rushing, the mind setting you traps. And on the other hand, you have the, the voice of wisdom, the voice of consciousness that knows, and it's not always easy to balance uh, those two and bring the mind to, to quietness of peace. And so in here, just to you, read you a short excerpt about uh, what this article talks about, and there was a note by the person who posted the article. It says, uh, Sananda, in his incarnation as Jesus, taught us how to manifest. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. It's coming from the Apostle Mark 11.24, in case you're interested. And she has the following message by Saint-Germain is helpful in that it reminds us of the timelines. What What we often fail to recognize is that we expect our request to manifest in the future, In some translation of this verse in Mark's gospel, the word already is inserted. First reading, believe that you have already received it and it will be yours. The very advanced part of manifestation is taking action on that belief, taking the first step, knowing that all else follows. And I also wanted to to give you, um, in case you're interested in this process, which, uh, within the the concept, the context, sorry, of the class that I'm taking now about the seven Elohim, is extremely meaningful, extremely uh, powerful. And Saint Germain goes, um, Let us speak about um, manifestation. So, how come that you are seemingly always waiting for things to come to you and to be manifested? because you're expecting things to happen in the future rather than in the present. So you wait and you await, focusing on and occupying your minds with the thought that it will happen in your future now. So you bring your focus to this future present in such a way that you forget to see what is there in the now and what is already unfolding in this now. And again, I can relate to this, to this mind process, projecting us into the future and, you know, strategizing and uh, for very little value in the end except that doing this prevents us from what is happening in the present, from what is growing. And it goes on, all things always linger in the now moment. And being in every now moment aligns you with the greater potential of All. It also allows for all to emerge and be in this potent momentum and present itself to you as your own creation vortex. But then you simply allow yourself to experience the delay of it because you wait for it as as, as if it is still to come while it is already here in the now. So you delay your own creation in that sense by focusing on your timelines as if it is only there in the future. And and again, it's a question, I think, of um, getting out of the projecting mind, getting out of the rational, logical mind that wants to build things step by step. And um, it doesn't seem to be the way to create, at least to spiritually create, what is there to last. And um, I will relate in a few minutes to uh, my experience with the old man that I briefly mentioned last week but what was very um enlightening is the the insight that I got uh during the five minutes of the show the last five minutes of the show last week and i felt i felt a moment of warmth you know after the show when i a moment of glow as well I was resting in this um realization it's a small one but um it felt very powerful again so I will um I will leave you for a couple minutes and I will come back to tell you more about this, um, how could I call it, this, this future manifesting in the now and in the past at the same time. Thank you.
0: surprise you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Giel Asselin. To reach the program, call in to one 472 5795 That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now, back to the program.
1: Hello again, this is Jill, uh, nurturing the spiritual spelunker in all of us. Um, thank you very much for listening. I'm very appreciative of your presence and your, your being there. So thank you. I was talking uh, right before the break about, about anger in the first place. And I, I don't think I have much more to say about anger. But I, again, it was part of the process for the week. And I realized that, um, especially between my Saturday morning experience with two instances of anger, and my my sort of closing the loop this morning when our son uh, woke us up or came into our bed, it felt like the you know the message had been delivered, the full message. Um, on Saturday, only half of it maybe was, and I was hanging uh, hanging hard there. Um, you know, it's strange. It's it's something that resonates. But when it, I think when it comes directly from the mind, from the irritation that the mind creates, uh, it is resonance. But it's a very different kind of resonance. You know, can you make sense of that resonance when the mind is is bursting, is is racing? I think it's very difficult. And I, and I think it needs to find a quiet point, a quiet space when you can reflect on what goes on and somehow for me it happened this morning uh, a bit out of the blue um, it feels you know, it's interesting because the, the metaphor that came to me during the break during this two minute break is the metaphor of the lotus flower it's a, it's a flower that uh, seeds and blooms at the same time and you find it in very muddy uh, area in very muddy ponds and uh, in a sense, the bottom of it is in what would be considered something, you know, very unpleasant, very, um, very disturbing, possibly, you know, if you were to put it to, into some of a co- some context. And then it, it brings us, uh, it brings up such a beautiful flower, uh, you know, a white one or a pink one or a purple one. And it's... I think the mind, at least in my case, when I reflect about the experience of the week, is about about similar, you know. It's um, so much torment. That's the word I was looking for. So much torment and disturbance going on. And I was, in a sense, wondering why. And then getting the the answer before I get to the finish loop. The finish loop being the, the beginning of the show... Um, I've known for my uh, my time here, and it's um, it's interesting because again, if we if we only work from the rational mind, there may be a questioning, but it's a questioning that doesn't see doesn't see into the the wisdom of our life, uh, a questioning that doesn't see into the future as well. I'm not able to look into the future. I'm not able to get messages. Uh, I'm not a Clairvoyant person, uh, and yet. Um, there are things you know, they touch my life, uh, I can tell, and that's truly resonance, I can tell that it's something which is, um, which is of importance to me, except most of the time I don't know why, and that's when this happens, I, I tend to dig, to dig and dig further until I find, I find some value, I find a response. And I think two weeks ago, I mentioned my experience of meeting with Nicolas Poussin around the year 16, you know, 1660 or so. And I knew there was something about Nicolas Poussin. Um, I went to the Louvre in October and I, I looked at his uh, painting, The Shepherds of Arcadia. And resonance is one thing. There was something that really pulled me. Um, maybe you can't tell how when this happens to you as well. And I don't think I have uncovered everything that is there for me to swallow or to understand about Nicolas Poussin. Still, I still haven't solved, providing I will be able one day too. The mystery of the, the painting, you know, I'm not going to get into that. I've, I've talked about it uh, quite a bit in the fall, at the time when I traveled to France. But there was a pool there. There was something that um, a friend of mine, Altair, would call a soul pool, you know, something... Something is pulling you down. It's not, a, it's not something that aspires you. It's something that, I also like the word tickle. And, uh, and I think the way to enhance or the way to sharpen those, those tickling skills, those resonance skills, is to follow the lead, to follow providing it's a soul lead, you know, providing it's not a, a mind lead, So, obviously, in the the first place, it's very important to distinguish, to discriminate uh, between what is coming from our mind and what is coming from our soul, what has a more of a, I think it's fairly easy, at least I'm speaking uh, with some experience, but I think it's fairly easy to distinguish what comes from the mind and what doesn't come from the mind. The mind has a more of a masculine tendency to pull you down, in a sense, to to race and to rush you through different cycles. When uh, a pull coming from the soul is much more gentle, it's much more feminine in its its appearance and manifestation. It's like there's a, to me it's not even a little voice. For some I know it works like a little voice. I don't hear voices like this. I I may hear messages at times, but uh, the kind of resonance that I'm talking about, the kind of resonance that I experience, it's not a question of, um, of hearing things. It's more like um, connecting. Connecting and vibrating also. It's obviously a level of vibration. Maybe what I read uh, enhance my, my vibration. And um, again, I, I mentioned also early on in the show this, uh, this quality uh, of spiritual curiosity and that's what I mean, you know when something when you sense a pool, when we sense a pool for something from an area, possibly a person that has a message for us, I think it's very important to follow through and to move beyond the initial pool to see what's there for us, and it's fairly possible that there's just nothing but um uh, we knows you know if we don't try to go into and ex into and explore that pool. We will never know. Excuse me. And to get back to what happened to me last week, uh, I mentioned this article that I found um, on the website uh, Summit Lighthouse. It was a dictation by Mother Mary from the year 1984. And it was a two part article. And the second part especially called Mending the Bridge for the Buddha. I felt there was something for me there. And uh, I couldn't tell what. In the end, I briefly alluded to it, and I will give you a bit more explanation now, but it was a link to something else, and to something else which was in me, in a sense dormant. And that's the reason why I was able to relate to Marine Lafon's channeling, because I wasn't so much looking to the future, but what was within me, I had built it in the past. And I'm talking about the, the old man, And yesterday, when I was doing the show, I mentioned the old man because the metaphor of the bridge, of preparing the bridge for the Buddha, reminded me of a bridge that I had walked. Um, The year was 2012. I had walked that bridge, a bridge, a very similar bridge in a high-level mountain with a a person that I called the old man at the time. And... um, I was in conversation with this old man for maybe eight to ten months. And at the same time, I was working with my coach. <clears throat> I left Nathan on a weekly basis. So I had a chance to listen to, to my conversation with the old man and relate to what I was doing in my coaching coaching sessions, which was pretty much exploring my future self and exploring uh, what I was about to manifest at some point. And... Uh, we had many wonderful conversations Um, I understood in retrospect uh, thanks to a comment from a a Scottish friend of mine that this communication process this person is called a psychopomp psychopomp P-O-M-P never heard of it and there's like uh, again it's not so much of a voice I was asking questions I was getting immediate answers or no answers if the question was not uh, appropriate or timely and um, what was very magical last week during the last five minutes of the show, I had already made a connection between the article Mending the Bridge for the Buddha and the old man that had walked into my life four years prior. What I had not made is the connection with the initial vision that I had of the old man, which appeared, I believe, I believe the date was December 30th, uh, 2011, and at that time, I was reflecting, and also my coach had asked me to do a future self visualization. I believe he had given me uh, some instructions, uh an audio file and possibly a meditation. And I remember writing this um, this document on January second, two thousand and twelve, and in it, and in a subsequent month, I mentioned a lot of that vision that was driving um, driving the old men knowing the old man is, is something within me. And that vision is about the, the, the old man coming out of the cuckoo box. I'm talking about the clock. I'm sure you've seen that clock. I think that clock uh, was first manufactured in Germany. And there's, the old man was coming out of the clock. It was walking up the board or the ramp or whatever. And it was starting to, to talk, to speak, to teach. I don't know. And the audience was a, a bunch of pine trees in the in the wilderness. Um, it was a lot of snow around. And it's interesting, you know, I'm making a second connection live. An interesting one, I don't know what it means, but I went back to skiing yesterday. And there were so many pine trees around. And it's... Um, it's very interesting, you know, I, it's really live in the moment. What does it mean? I don't know. But I went back in touch with Snow yesterday after a very long time. And this vision of the old man coming out of the cuckoo box was, um, was very strong, very important. And it carried me all along these um, eight to ten months. I would have to go back and look at the future self visualization, which I did about a week ago. But I believe that it, uh, it brought, or uh, it, it's you know, a seed somewhere in me about something which was going to manifest uh, at a future time. Except that you know, within the time frame of working with my coach, I worked with him for about two years. Nothing really happened. My coach was a very um, action-oriented man, and he wanted me to build a timeline, to build a plan, even a business plan, about something I could start. And within those two years, I had some ideas. I put some in a, in a document that I could have used as a marketing document, uh, possibly helping people, possibly counseling people. But nothing really concrete came out. It was very interesting, and I believe it was meant to be. And now that I find myself in the context of, uh, of birthing something new, I think that's the reason I'm taking the class with the seven mighty Elohim, I can see things coming back. In a sense, the, uh, the old man is knocking at the door. The old man is there. It has always been there. And when I ask him that question, he'll say, where are you? You say, I'm here with you all the time. Again, instant communication. Instant answers, if you want. And uh, so where I stand, that's where I stand, and that's very much a question of resonance as well. Because at the time, you know, it's like I wasn't thinking um, this was a weird guy, what the old man was saying made a lot of sense. I could see him at the same time. I had visions about him again. He came out of the cuckoo box once uh, to talk to these pine trees. But uh, I could see him walking. And at some point, the snow disappeared. And he was, um, he was in the meadow or he was in the fields. The mountains had disappeared. So there was progress. And at some other point, I could see him walking up uh, something that looked like a mountain, and um, eventually, you know, he crossed the bridge. Uh, it looked like a bit like a rope bridge. And he went onto the other side of the mountain. And perhaps that's where he disappeared. But I think he had achieved what he was um, supposed to achieve in my life at the time. I call it the seed, but it might be something else. It might be, I don't know, the future will tell. But in this case, I can tell, I can um, relate to the fact that the old man, in a sense, is in my future, but it was in my past as well. And um, that's why, again, this article by Saint Germain um, is very meaningful. I will, um, to end this segment, I will, uh, I will read to you one last paragraph. It says, uh, you will have to understand timelines and how these function, how these were programmed into your minds, I would say your soul, your whole beings, and what you made of them through your beliefs. Many different aspects to it, is it not? Yet all are influencing the way you experience these timelines, and since these are fluctuating more than you are used to, it gives you the impression of a roller coaster shaking all timelines into the mixer. Well, no remote control shall help you find the right frequency for you. Only the lingering in the moment of now blends with all, blends with all of them and allows for you to have a taste of all of these timelines in the most balanced way possible. And again, you know, it's something which is starting to make sense to me. I had this article in my mailbox um, for about two days. I didn't read it until this morning, about an hour ago. But suddenly the light went on. And suddenly, you know, I can connect to what is happening in our class. And the way I'm, I'm creating and the way I'm, how do I put it? I look back in a sense to what is already there. I don't know if it makes sense, but it's um, all our lives, you know, I think we are meant to create. We just don't know at some point it will manifest and take, uh, turn into matter, into form. But it's there within us. It is there waiting to be, um, to be honored. And I think, That's why it's important along these skills of resonance, that's why it's important to hone our skills of listening as well, to listening of what wants to come from within, wants to manifest and inspire us. So thank you very much. I will see you soon.
0: Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. are listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Giel Asselin. To reach the program, call in to one 472 5795 That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now, back to the program.
1: Again, this is Jill nurturing a spelunking and and doing a bit of spelunking and reflecting on what goes on at least I can reflect on what goes on in my life I think um, and trying to put uh, the pieces together when they um when they make sense and sometimes they don't always um, again I'm taking a seven week class so I see things progressing and um I will mention to you the the inside or the uh, the outcome of this week. Julie, once I take the class Monday night and I still my mind and I reflect, and uh, I listen early in the morning when I wake up about the messages that come. And one of the messages, I believe it was Tuesday morning that um, I needed to be gentle. I needed to be gentle about uh, the people around me, and I needed to be gentle with myself. Um, I realized back then that I had a lot of experience in my mental. Uh, again, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and, and Monday also, I felt annoyed by a few things until the class. and And I believe that's what I was... Um, meant to, you know, to go through. I mean, last week's class was supposedly about stealing the mind and yet my mind went so berserk um, for so many days and and again, not by accident. Um, I may just have provoked something but um, I may have to sharpen my skills of damage control, I don't know. It's not easy to... You know to realize what what comes through, providing its anger, irritation, and then to control it to the point that um, you don't react to it and you don't express your irritation or anger to people. I'm getting I'm getting better. Uh, fortunately, I mean I've been doing quite a bit of work and quite a bit of listening and quite a bit of uh, resonance with that, but it's. Um, And I think it requires a lot of patience and persistence to put a stop to the messages you get out of your mind, uh, the messages that would want you to to react and possibly to attack and then to create more trouble down the road. Once I created some, I could realize that, you know, it's not the best way to go. And um, I'm very mindful of that. I'm very um, alert. And yet... Um, and yeah, you know, these instances still come into my, into my life, you know, Saturday morning, two things came out of, things were independent, you know, I I don't know why this person forgot to copy me, I've been part of the class, the other class, the Saturday morning class once a month, uh, for about a month and a half now, and yet this happened, again for a reason, but, um, possibly because I had something else to learn. Uh, I don't quite know. And we don't always know. And sometimes, you know, there's things we need to question when, again, when they resonate. And some other time, we don't need to question these things happen and, and wait for the universe to provide us uh, some answers. So the, the idea and the feeling of being gentle was in my life Tuesday morning, And then, started something started to come. Starting to, it's interesting because the first week, what had happened is this this concept or this insight about a new school was there on on a on an early Friday morning. As I woke up, it was two minutes before five a.m. and it was there, like you know, someone or something had dropped. a message or a couple of words in the consciousness, in the nest of my consciousness. And last week was very different, you know, because of what I read and because of what I did and because of what I asked for, I was able to reconnect with the old man and bring back his learning and wisdom to the surface. And this week had been somewhat different under the um, influence and and loving support of uh, Elohim Orion, and um, Elohim Angelica, it felt like a, a mantra started to, especially yesterday morning, started to to birth in my life, and uh, it took different shape. It it got refined during the day yesterday, especially as I was uh, going up the mountain. But initially, this mantra was something like, um, "I want every moment." to be imbued with love. I want every moment to be imbued with love. And Again, it made sense. And I was... I could see in my mirror um, all the anger that I had been experiencing and possibly this, again, this message or this mantra came around, came about because of what I had experienced. Um, I had, to have had that, I had to have that desire for peace, for love, uh, for a more gentle moment. And then during the day, interesting, uh, the words grace and, uh, and gratitude got added. It's interesting because this morning when I typed my notes, um, I didn't type gratitude, I typed purity. So what does it mean? I don't know. I'm not going to erase purity now, but I'm going to add gratitude. So my mantra became yesterday sometime during the afternoon, may every moment be imbued with love, grace, and gratitude, and purity this morning. It looks like the, the list goes on. May every moment be imbued with love, grace, gratitude, and purity. And it seems like it's, it's something progressing in my life as I uh, sharpen my my skills of working and listening to the Elohim week after week. Um, something is being communicated. Again, it comes from within, but I, I believe it's been activated from above. And it's an important um, attitude to have also to, to listen to what comes from above, but manifested from within. And um, I don't know what's going to happen with, uh, with this mantra. How long will I be able to keep it into my, in front of my consciousness, in a sense? And I was thinking yesterday, especially you know, anything unpleasant happens, I need to be able to go back to that mantra and relate to these notions of love, grace, Gratitude and now purity. This is what I'm building now for the future. Uh, this is what I can sense. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen and how it's going to uh, affect this future, but I feel that it's, uh, it's like a ladder in a sense that I'm climbing. And this is only ladder number three. So there's, uh, there's four more to come and um, see what happens. A very interesting thing yesterday, you know, we tend to look into signs about um, what comes to us, but the notion of grace was very strong yesterday, yesterday afternoon, and I couldn't tell why. And then um, we had hired a ski instructor for our son, and after she finished working with him, uh, she gave us a business card, and I think she you know, she was hired by the school, we had booked a lesson at the school, so I thought there was no reason for her to give us a business card, and I would be able to remember her first name. Her first name was Alicia, and it happened that her second name, her middle name was Grace, and I thought, wow, interesting. And again, we can look into those signs, we can look at a confirmation of what happens uh, in our lives, but... um, It's really up to us. It's really up to us, but there's so much... um, I think there's so much synchronicity that takes place once we start to align ourselves with our purpose, with our purpose in this life. And and there needs to be some courage. There needs to be some action. um, Possibly, like Saint-Germain said, based on what is already in our lives. Um, But there's also... Some actions that need to take place in terms of getting our feet wet, um, in terms of you know moving forward. And there's a quote that I, I wanted to read, um, a quote from Goethe that has been with me. I see the date. I typed that quote. Um, it's almost ten years ago. It was in September 15, 2006, and it's a quote about. Um, About acting, about moving forward. And it says until one is committed, there is hesitancy, the chance to break, to draw back, always ineffectiveness. Concerning all acts of initiative or creation, there is an elementary truth, the ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid plans. The moment one definitely comics oneself, then providence moves too. Whatever you think you can do or believe you can do, begin it. Action has magic, grace, and power in it. This is from Goethe. And at the same time, under this quote, I have a couple of words by a French writer called Victor Hugo. I'm sure all of you know Victor Hugo. And he said in French, uh, aimer, c'est agir. To love is to act. So I will leave you today with these words, these words about, um, about action, about, about what would possibly resonate into your own life. There's things that do resonate in my lives as I um, go through the different steps of working with the Elohim. Uh, and there may be, you know, similar things uh, resonating in your life. But it, it's obvious that at some point, uh, some form of actions needs to happen. In my case, I don't know. My, my thinking, again, it maybe is too rational, but my thinking is that I need to be over with a class. It's a seven-week class that I'm taking, the Elohim class, and then see what happens. But I will... Uh, I will for sure keep you informed week after week of what is being birthed and what is being uh, gestated. So thank you very much again for listening, and I will um, see you next week. Goodbye. Have a wonderful week. Thank you
0: for joining us on Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us. Your personal journey, assisted by your guide and companion, Giel Asselin, will continue next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be sure to tune in again. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network.